Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It is 6.36. I'm Howard Feldman. This is Your Morning Mayhem. It's 101.9. Chai FM. Raleen Marks, a very, very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Excuse me spluttering through uh, with a bit of a sinus infection or whatever I've got. Oh dear. Well, it's also the middle of winter and uh, I don't think stress helps when it comes to fighting, uh, fighting off a cold, does it? What? What stress are you talking about, <laughs> Howard? No, it's all imagined. It's all imagined. A very heavy, <laughs> a very, very heavy toll um, uh, that uh, was released. And I know last night we were, we were waiting for some bad news to come from Gaza. What is the latest? The IDF announced this morning that four soldiers have been killed in fighting in the Gaza Strip last night. Very, very heavy clashes. Uh, we have also had it announced that Idan uh, Ahmed, many of you know him as Sagi from Fauda, has been seriously injured. Uh, there has been an appeal for everybody to please uh, pray for him uh, for a, a swift recovery. But we do know that as our troops move through central and southern Gaza, uncovering some really, really um, extraordinary and horrific uh, things in, inside the tunnels and inside buildings that uh, they are still engaged in extremely, extremely heavy clashes with Hamas terrorists. We also had last night, after about a week's break, rockets fired at the, the center of Israel. The um, Gaza Strip is still full of rockets, while the IDF are going through dismantling, destroying launcher after launcher after launcher. It is believed that we will never fully be rid of uh, the rockets. Now, the IDF spokesperson last night, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, saying that we are moving to a less intense fighting phase of this war and he has said that the north of Gaza has uh, ha has fallen it is in um, Israeli hands but we are moving still through the center and the south of Gaza remember our key objectives in this military campaign, in this war, is to eradicate Hamas's capabilities. Hamas's capabilities in the north of the Gaza Strip have been eradicated. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's this whole move and this shift to a less intense war, what does this mean? Well, if you recall, at the beginning of the war, Defence Minister Gantz broke down his three phases. So he said the first phase will be very, very intense fighting, which we have seen over the last three months. The second phase is less intense fighting and more taking out the pockets of resistance. And the third phase will be a new security reality. What that looks like, we still don't know on the ground. Uh, there are still a, still a lot of discussions to be had around that. But uh, these are the clear objectives of the, of the military campaign. And of course, the most important, bring back our hostages. Yesterday, horrific images released by Hamas uh, to the media, a four-second clip of four of, of the young woman in absolutely horrific condition. Their family members released 
pictures of what they looked like before they were taken hostage by Hamas terrorists. And, and I have to give it to the Daily Mail in the United Kingdom for running that big expose. They, they, they have been really, really amazing. Uh, and last night, um, Palestinian Islam jihad because we can't forget that it is not just Hamas that is holding uh, hostages we believe hostages to be held by other terror entities in the Gaza Strip as well as some of the civilians who came in uh, this is what the mainstream media don't seem to uh, don't seem to mention a lot of is that second wave uh, of uh, civilians from the Gaza Strip that came into the towns came into the kibbutzim and butchered and looted and raped and murdered and kidnapped us, uh, uh, as well. Uh, they they released a, a video this time of a male. Uh, I don't talk about the the hostage videos because it's, it's playing into the uh, psychological uh. warfare. But this is where we currently stand as far as, as, as hostages uh, and as far as our military campaign is concerned. What is going on with the Red Cross? Where, where are they in all of this? I mean, they were heavily criticized and they have been heavily criticized. Has there been any movement at all from them? Well, there has been no movement from the Red Cross. Uh, and in fact, Jack Tapper on CNN last night doing a quite a, a big expose, speaking to a family of a female hostage that is still being held uh, in, in the Gaza Strip that desperately needs um, daily medication. Uh, he's done the expose on the, them speaking to the Red Cross, saying that um, she needs her, her medication. And... Uh, the Red Cross saying, well, the family should actually think of the people in Gaza. Uh, you know, we, we, the, just a couple of weeks ago, we saw a video footage of Prime Minister Netanyahu's meeting with the Red Cross, speaking to the president of the Red Cross, appealing to them, please to do something, please to make sure that hostages receive their medications. We already know that some of the hostages have developed uh, very, very serious uh, health conditions as a result of not getting their medications uh, and she squirmed in her seat and said no no no, no that, that's something that's something we can't do we can't do that uh, so uh, the feeling in Israel for the Red Cross right now is nothing short of disdain and absolute disgust uh, our, our hostages are not their priority they have not gone to see them they are not demanding the immediate release they are not ensuring that they get that life-saving um, medication that they need so desperately we also know from our witness testimonies from hostages coming out of the Gaza Strip and we know uh, from the events of the 7th of October that some of those hostages have been uh, very very severely injured uh, the, the women and girls raped we know at least of um, one male that has been uh, raped uh, these are victims of sexual violence and they need urgent medical attention uh, we know those images of uh, Hirsch Pauline Goldberg with his arm blown off yeah. we have heard from released hostages like the exceptionally courageous Mia Shem of how uh, they've had to treat their own wounds uh, that, that there hasn't been medication that they've had to do whatever they can to, to treat their own injuries uh, in, in the Gaza Strip and uh, we hold the Red Cross accountable.
it's uh, it's it's just bizarre it's it's just you know i just can't imagine what credibility they can have after this it's like the women united nations women uh unra i suppose UNRWA is, a, is, is is perhaps a different story because it didn't really have credibility in the first place we knew what they were about but uh, the united nations the red cross how are they going to what kind of world do they think they're living in where where they can have any form of credibility after this? Or, or is their world so delusional that uh, this it doesn't even bother them? Well, one thing we have seen coming out of this war, because to me this war has been the great illuminator. And uh, sometimes I'm a glutton for punishment and I like to read the comments on YouTube clips and, and on articles. And you can see people around the world are asking the question, uh, hang on, wait a minute, didn't our tax money uh, as a country go towards funding the United Nations? Why are there tunnels? Why is there branding all over tunnels? Why is there branding over hospitals where hostages are being held? So I think it has woken the world up, but uh, we need a day of reckoning at all these organizations because it's, it's not just there. Where is the global, where's the global pressure on the United Nations and the Red Cross. It cannot be left up to Israel and the United States alone. We want global pressure. Where are all the human rights organizations that have a flap any time that you mention uh, Israel but have not said a word have not said a word, have not put pressure, uh, have not demanded. I look around the world and I see uh, these pro-Hamas because they're not pro-Palestinian mm, protests mm. because if you are pro-Palestinian, you would be wanting Hamas eradicated with immediate effect. These uh, pro-Hamas protests are more concerned, are more concerned with blocking uh, bridges and tunnels and defacing war memorials and, and ruining everybody's Christmas than they are in, in, in ensuring that uh, the eradication of Hamas happens. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just uh, remarkable and this is what we're seeing here in South Africa living in this complete also illusion and bubble but no real demand and if, uh, and if we, we suggest something like that, that, that this is about eradication of Jews, well then we're playing the anti-Semitism card, aren't we? Uh, we are weaponizing our suffering. This is what Durko said. South Africa, Israel well, is weaponizing Jewish suffering. We're not weaponizing Jewish suffering, Durko. We're raising the alarms that anti-Semitism, and you can see it with your own eyes, is at astronomical levels around the world. And I would caution you to check your country's constitution, the most progressive in the world, that speaks for the respect, the dignity, the equality of all people. And if that doesn't include Jews, then perhaps, Durko, you as a... Uh, branch of the government needs to be dissolved because clearly you don't understand your mandate which is to foster international relations and cooperation. Indeed, that is where we leave this morning's Israel report. Rolian Marks, thank you. As always, we'll catch you this afternoon and then of course tomorrow morning at the same time.